Okay, I want to tell you about one of our sponsors, Bet Online, our exclusive wagering partner. Bet Online, of course, where you get all your action on NFL football, NBA basketball, about to get started up in the coming weeks here. And Bet Online AG is the place you want to go. More options to wager than anywhere else online. So, online today, take advantage of all the great midseason bonuses, offers, and contests. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use the code CLNS50 when you go to betonline.ag. Once again, betonline.ag, code CLNS50 to get you 50% off your initial deposit. All right, we're started. We're streaming. We're streaming. We're streaming and we're steaming. <laughs> we're definitely steaming. We are steaming. This was, um, you know... This had a, you know, this was a check the boxes sort of win, it looked like, for, you know, almost three quarters. 24 points. 24-point lead there. Into uh, just, I mean, I don't know. Is it a loss of the year? Yeah, that, that's got to be the worst. A loss hey. of the year, I give it last. So every Sunday, what's up with the Sunday game? I know. Last I mean, Sunday was we, their worst loss of the year. We can definitely say the Wizards. <laughs> the Wizards was a lower point for sure, just in terms of like – but this was bad. But this was bad. Bad. This was bad for all the reasons that like they're known to be bad, like giving up those big leads, not having a closer. Although Jason Tatum did have a couple big shots, but I mean, man, this was this was this was bad. We've, we've talked. Kemba we've Walker. Talked. One game after my apology. Tour, I know, Jimmy. This is this is the unapology game. One, <laughs> one game. The next game after the apology tour and. This is the performance he gives us from, you know, three-point territory and, and the likes. I mean, that was tough. tough it's awful. To well, let's let's start with the individual performances we'll get in. And again, we'll I got – there, yeah. I, Kemba, again, it's it's not, not a bone to pick with Kemba. You're going to have bad shooting games. It's everyone who frigging, after a couple of good games, was like, see, you know, like, it's still a process, okay? He's had way too many of these games, not enough of the games that he had over the last couple, though he's trending in the right direction. So we'll – We'll throw yeah, this one away, right. but can everybody stop just pointing a finger on the, we figured it out and he's this guy after every single game. We don't need to overreact, okay? The whole point of us bringing yes, up issues with Kemba is fear. You're afraid that because of knees, he's go, he could go in a bad direction and might not regain anything, and you're happy to see when he doesn't. But everybody stop declaring victory after every game, okay? It's getting tiring on both sides, uh, both sides of the aisle. Uh, Bobby, <laughs> just break it to, for real, seriously. It's okay <laughs> to be concerned. It doesn't mean we hate Kemba. <laughs> We've been doing it, – it's been a month now of this kind of activity on this show, the phenomenal win and then the yeah, ruling loss. Yeah, they're overreacting both sides. But just go through what why, – why did they lose this lead? And, again, it's easy to point out making shots, not making shots. I don't know that the Pelicans turned up the defensive intensity per se. It feels like the Celtics started settling for crap shots. And, obviously, when you have two of your three best players ice cold all game – it, you're gonna, you can't generate enough offensive momentum there, and they stagnated in the second half. I don't know how much of it I'm giving credit to uh, the Pelicans for, but you know, Bobby, what do oh you think? Oh my God! Well, if there's one guy that does deserve credit, there was Josh Hart. I don't want to hear about Josh Hart anymore. I've never Wait, seen him play like the that. Josh uh, Hart News Network today, the Josh the, Hart News my Network. I don't want to hear anymore. 
the amount of Josh Hart defense. talk on this broadcast. Oh my goodness! Talk about Josh Hart. Just hit the I hate button. national broadcast. DVR. Hit the so it all funneled from that though, because they were able to get Jason Tatum off the ball or turning it over, or just completely blowing up the possessions that he was on off that on-ball defense. Pelicans were throwing some full court on the point guards. They, they were just so aggressive in this game. Tatum had one turnover. Yeah, but the offense Josh as a whole Hart. had a bunch in the second half. Josh Hart was halfway out the tunnel on on Tatum's game time shot. I mean, on his that was uh, a ridiculously shot hard shot though, and he so forced him left. The floater was Enough. hard. The jumper. was... All right, whatever. That's my explanation. Let me hear yours. No, no, no. But I mean, I no, don't want to. I don't want to give it all to Josh Hart here. But like, what right. else do you think happened there? No, it was stagnation for sure. Jump shots, that kind of stuff we've seen from the team this year. What concerns me, though, is that that's been a constant in the fourth quarter this year. And now we've seen this team dip to the bottom five, a net rating in the fourth quarter. So you can essentially say off that that they're not a very good team. Like that, You can't be a negative six in the fourth quarter and be a good team. And now we have almost half a season of that being the sample size, this being rock bottom, that's going to push that to the next level. So it is stagnancy. It is a, you know, uh, funneling away from the things and movement that they do earlier in the game. Um, we obviously saw a difference in personnel in the fourth quarter here, getting away from Thompson, moving toward Aaron Neesmith and Rob and that kind of stuff. And it worked sparingly, but defensively, this team was a mess down the stretch too. So it's, it's stuff we've talked about for weeks now. They're stagnant on offense. Uh, they're penetrable on defense. And on both sides of the floor in that fourth quarter, they get torched a little bit. You know, they, they're pre the pressure on the ball hurt them offensively and the interior woes hurt them defensively. And Rob, you know, I'm glad they stuck with him there. Neesmith was a good a gamble as a defender, as an activity guy late into this game, but it didn't work. And they, they, the pressure just ramped up so much on them in both ends of the floor. And against this team, that's wildly concerning because this isn't a good one. It's not a good team. I, but again, it's again, the positive outweighs the fun negative. The, the, the positive that's, outweighs yeah, the Yeah, fun negative. and bad go together. The, the, the positive outweighs the negative with the Aaron Neesmith experience here because, again, it is giving you – again, this was a good game from him, and you still got the energy, um, and uh, you started to see him. He looked more comfortable game offensively had in the others, and it's not just based off the results. He didn't look as frightened with the ball. He was moving. He took it to the basket a couple of times. Um, he was more decisive today. Those are the gains you're going to see when you're playing him more minutes. Uh, obviously, I you know – defensively again when the game when they were blowing that lead and he was out on the court I mean I'm not putting that all on him but uh I I don't know that you're any better out there with Shemi out there so I'm not going to say even if they lost a little bit with Neesmith on the court it's a worthy gamble the Rob Williams thing is gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna lose my freaking mind uh over this Rob Williams thing I I'm I'm completely I'm completely at a loss I don't know what it is we're missing that we think he's not doing that gets him 16 regular 16 regulation minutes. And the second he comes in, it's block shot, altered shot, block shot, shot block that should have been called, that was called the goaltending, then it, then it shouldn't have been. Wins two jump balls in overtime, even though the Celtics didn't get possession from another first play that he's in, a backdoor lob. I mean, what is it that he's in one-on-one -on -one defense on, 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 on Zion? I mean, the, 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 the parallel... The, the, you put these two plays side to side, Zion Williamson literally going straight through Tristan Thompson, putting him on his ass, and we never saw Tristan again the rest of the game to score that bucket versus when he tries to do the same thing to Rob Williams, and Rob blocks him twice on one play. 
and still 16 minutes in regulation. Then something obviously clicked because he played in the entire overtime. I'm still confused. What is it that we're missing that's limiting his minutes? We're not missing anything. I think Brad's missing something. I'll say it. I think we should be coaching, not Brad. No, obviously, I don't think that's true. But what is stopping this from thirty minutes, Jimmy? I, 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 I just, I'm, I'm at a loss. You, I, you took the words out of my mouth. I, I, I'm screaming at the TV too. I mean, when, when, when Rob goes up and blocks that Zion shot at the rim, I'm like, we could have been watching that maybe six more times this game if he was actually on the court. I mean, clearly Thompson was being bullied at points by Zion. I mean, Zion's a bully, let's be honest. Well, his He's, first half was really good on Zion, so that's part of the thinking. It was right? fine, yeah. But Zion's – I mean, he's a freak. He's a he's a he's an absolute beast. What is he, 285 and just like a physical force out there? It's, it's tough for anyone to cleanly defend him. But I thought Rob did as good as anyone could. I mean, he's – you know, big is big in his own right, and he's a blo- shot blocker, and he can get in there and get in guys' faces. And, and I mean, Ugh. on the other end, every time the guy leaves his feet, it's two points. You know, at the rim. I mean, you just you think that you know, just throw the ball up to to Robin. Good things might actually happen on offense for you. So I don't understand it. I I I don't know if he's overthinking it or if he's really trying to get Tyson Thompson going because he knows that maybe he's going to need them down the stretch here or in the playoffs. I don't know what it is. Um, 21 minutes for Rob, but like you said, it was only 16 in regular regu- regulation, which is just slightly above his average for the entire season. I don't know. I don't get it. When you look at the PER, not to bring it up again, he's right up there with the best of them, but his minutes are half of what everybody else is around him. Yeah, there's no good argument against you guys for this one. He was outstanding. Like he, he just was a game change every time he went in there and the rebounding, the rebounding is a real impact. He's as good, if not better than Thompson on the offensive end in that regard, especially because the ball moves out of his offensive rebounds on that side or it's a putback, which we know Thompson hasn't been great at this year on that side of the ball. So that's really the only thing we're talking about when it comes to uh, the bigs now is, is it going to be Thompson? Is it going to be, Rob, and that's where the minutes have to somehow deviate. Do you go away from Thompson at some point? Which I don't think there was a strong case for in this one with how good Thompson was in that first half, and it diminished into the fourth. Uh, but we've also asked for more Thompson minutes in crunch time uh, at different points throughout this year, at least over Tice, who had a you know rough fourth quarter after picking up that ankle injury there. Uh, uh, so yeah. I think the second guess here, to give you guys credit, is not having Rob out there for the final minute or two. Uh, when Zion got that huge and one yeah. through Thompson, yeah, and then uh, of course Young on the legs. final play, and we're lucky who's tonight. More equipped, who's yeah. more equipped to guard Zion right now in, in their careers, Rob or Tristan Thompson? I mean, come on! Well, you would have thought Thompson for the beef alone, and he just got trucked. You know, at that Holy point in the wow. game, though, I mean, yeah, well, it's amazing. Zion went the halftime one of five, four points. It was just a no show. Thompson had that great block from behind on him. They were packing the lane, and then he just came back, head down, powering through everybody. Uh, so it's not like we don't even know if Rob physically could play uh, the he final He's eighteen to twenty-one minutes of this game, as you guys probably would have wanted him to. Who knows? I mean, again, we don't know because you mean of- we don't. What? Why? Why couldn't he play? What? What have you seen out there that would make you think, oh, he, he's laboring right now? He's physically unable to play more minutes. Might just be a management thing. Like, there's really no other way around it. Either that, or it's trying to get minutes to everybody, which makes some sense we, too. We would know if it was a management thing. 
Brad, I imagine would have said it's a management minutes management thing. I mean, why you can tell us? Uh, when Kemba no, walked. I mean, uh, maybe it is. I mean, maybe it is. I don't know. I don't know. But, but I, I think it. I think the point Bobby made earlier, overthinking it. Like, I, yeah. And this is what we've been saying all along. Like, I just, I, it's not just it, it, the, the most perplexing thing with Rob. It's been driving me nuts all year. Is not just the metrics which Jimmy pointed out. Uh, which again, his advanced metrics are through the roof. Okay, through the roof. It's it's the eye test. It's you can't stop talking about him. Every single thing that he does. If you didn't know anything about basketball and you watched, you would say that guy's really impressive. Yeah, you know, who like is that guy. Right. right. It's like I mean, on the broadcast, they're like, wow, you know, like you know, because they don't see him every single day. It's just he's he's cut. And again, that same point I make over and over again. It's not some good and some bad. It's good that he's literally one of the few human beings on the planet that can do the things he does. Certainly the only guy on the roster who can make the positive plays that he makes on a regular basis. When Thompson has a good game, I would argue that a lot of the plays he makes, anybody in that situation at a replacement level would make roughly the same play, okay? Rob makes plays that very few people can make, and he does it all the time all the time and that's the difference it's not just good and bad it's special his the plays he makes like are the special. Alley -oop he, he was yes nobody can do what he does almost anybody can do what tristan thompson does like he is basically a replacement level big he is it's not it's not a knock he's a replacement level big when he does well anyone else in his position in that time in that situation would probably do about the same so we're we're missing I, I, something though right yeah. it has there has to be something more to that's it my point i'm not arguing against rob there's something else at play here that's clearly limiting him. Maybe it's conditioning. You know, I saw that in the after that big stretch he had on Friday, he asked out of the game. Maybe he can't get up to 30, 35 minutes. And he's only played, what was the most he's played this year? 24, I think, against Memphis in that blowout win. Uh, so something is like holding him between that. I don't know if it's the players in front of him, as you guys seem to think. Could be health, uh, could be conditioning. But in a game Maybe like this, it is, it is pretty jarring to see 39 for Tice. 30 for Thompson and 21 for Rob, given how those three players played through the stretch of this game. Now, he did get the whole overtime period, to be fair. Yeah. Like, if, if he didn't play in overtime, I think we would have been sitting here with a much stronger case against Brad. And he played great in overtime, and it still wasn't enough. Well, so, he did play great, but certainly it wasn't his fault. You have Kemba Walker right. missing another six threes in over or whatever it was. I mean, he we're not we're not blaming uh, right. Rob for Rob was the best player on the Celtics by far in overtime. So certainly it wasn't his minutes that hurt them. Actually him playing was an like a huge Brad Mia culpa, I think, which he's like, I don't know why I didn't do this earlier. You know, like this was a mistake not having I'm him up there. Yeah. I'm only yeah. confused why he was in on the, on the last play, unless they were thinking maybe he could get the ball at the rim and draw a foul or something. But I mean, really not the guy you want in there for out of all the, out of, you know, he had Tice. I would have, you needed three points. We haven't even gotten into what the hell is going through Jason Tatum's mind uh, at the free throw line. I mean, come on. I know we're jumping around here, but we, we are. Talk it's about, fair we to should, jump around. We, we we should talk about like the end of the actual game. I think before we. Yeah, no, it's fair. It. I mean, the, I think a few things were screwed up there. You know, uh, I I think the I, I don't know about some of the. I mean, first of all, the freaking refs and the and the constant uh, challenges. Fifty-eight. Who is that? Who is fifty-eight? Who is that bum? <laughs> Get him so, off the court. He should need to do way, 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 way less. Tommy, Tommy, rest in rest. May he rest in peace. Would have died today. Okay, absolutely. It uh, would the not inbounds have been play. Good. The inbounds play where they got it how in. How many? How many the of these are we gonna get in one game? Yeah. 
all of it. The friggin' the, the double lane violation jump ball, which was inconsequential. Who booting does out Redick, booting out Reddick for that? For booting out Reddick for nothing. This was I so can't weird. believe the lane violation too. That could have been the potential uh, game winner for New Orleans, and they still got the three after. But yeah. that could have sent the Pelicans into a frenzy. The yeah. lane violation. Watch free throws every single time. It, it's it's not like only that. that. Tice was actually standing. If it's a double, doesn't it just cancel out? <laughs> yeah, that's what I was surprised. I thought I mean, the shooter shoots again. I had no idea that was a jump ball. But there was a few things late, uh, for sure. But I mean, well, let's go, go ahead, Jimmy. I, I, there's a, there's a, there's also a problem with that. I don't know if it's an NBA rule issue or what the issue is, but there's no way that should have been a jump ball when Kemba Walker had the ball and he threw it to Jalen Brown and they had to re they called a foul that wasn't a foul. The Celtics had to jump ball it at the end there. You know what I'm talking yeah. about? Like that's a screw up. That's a screwed up rule because the ball was in the air when the whistle was blown for a foul that wasn't actually a foul. The Celtics lose. They ended up winning the jump ball, but they still lost possession of it because of a, a, an official's error. Yeah, that was the screen there. That was silly. Yeah, which was a ridiculous call. It was absolutely. I also don't understand how because the ball was in the air, you blew the whistle. At that point, what Kemba did after the whistle passing the ball is inconsequential. It doesn't matter. That should be Celtics ball. That was a stupid, right. stupid call. Like so stupid. My God. It's like I, 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 so much of this One, was dumb. And then somebody pointed out, I, I think Rob's uh, goaltend was not a goaltend. He picked that thing clean. Uh, I mean, he almost got it right on the glass, but it wasn't off the glass. Um, oh, I hated that play too. The block, the almost block on Zion, among all the others that he had. Yeah, yeah. That one, that one was uh was whatever. Uh, you know, Tatum. We were about to get frustrated with his um with his uh, shot selection in the second half, um, and then obviously he hits those two uh two ones late uh, there, which was good. Uh, you know, on 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 Josh, how did he ever get those shots off on all defensive? player josh hart <laughs> i mean uh, hart had three blocks a go. steal 10 rebounds i know they went a little crazy about him on the broadcast but that was the best i've ever seen him play that was crazy and he gives up inches on tatum i don't know how he had that performance it's so maybe it is just on tatum I, I just think tatum was making it tatum made it a little easy on him by by uh just too many contested twos you know before those the last whole two team. shots I, I hate this offense i hate this offense oh yep Jalen again. This was the this was our worst nightmare, wasn't it? With Jalen, it was, and I'm not going to say fool's gold, but that the the unsustainability of his early season shooting has come back to rear its head in full. Where again, it's I mean, there's a reason why the percentages are what they are. The worst shot in basketball is the shot that these guys like taking the most, and they take it more than anybody. And we are, you know, Celtics are the least efficient team when it comes to this near the bottom of the pack and uh, points in the paint and at the rim and three pointers. They just live in this mid, you know, mid range zone. And Jalen, again, uh, you know, after shooting 60 something percent in the first month and a half of the season on has completely cooled off and had another horrible, horrible shooting game tonight. And that's another argument for Rob in turn. Like that's a spot where he backline can pull those guys back and allow Tatum and Brown to get just a little bit closer there yes. to where you're not selling out up high against the Thompson or Tice. You know, Tice yeah. is out at the three point line a lot. Thompson's not always an outlet for a pass underneath. You know, he's a tough target to hit with how his hands have been this year, and you can catch up to him once he possesses it because he keeps it so low. So right now, I mean, your argument is great, guys, because 
they don't have many other outlets for offense outside of jump shooting. You know, Tatum and Brown on the ball, putting their head down. The criticism we talked about on Friday of their approach offensively is kind of out of necessity, as we've seen. Yep. You know, Brown peppered it around a little bit in that first quarter, but mostly those guys just need to you know, put their head down, get to the rim, pull up a ton. That's where all this offense is coming from because they don't have secondary ball handlers. They're missing Peyton Pritchard right now as he just goes into a tailspin uh, into this last month or so. He, and then Jeff he, he just didn't do much today. His, his creation on the ball isn't as good this last month or so since he's returned. You're just not seeing him, you know, command a good pick and roll, get deep into the uh, basket area like he did early in the season. So the outlets for creation on offense are just Tatum and Brown at this point. You don't want Kemba on there as much because it just jumps shot city and that hasn't been strong this year. So this goes back to the roster deficiencies. This team just isn't very good. Well, I mean, if I, I I swear I was following Celtics Twitter after that uh, win over Atlanta, and I was told that we were wrong to say all of these things about the team being inconsistent, and that everything was fine. And see, they're really good when they get their starters back. Yeah, was, wow, how were they, crazy! Were, were they wrong? <clears throat> I guess. I mean, come on, I so. this is again, you know, no one. <laughs> Uh, wh- about, why can't um, we look at it for what it is? If you're a 500 team, you've got a lot of problems. Okay, it, there's that's what it is. Why does it? Why does every one good game that's played have to be a decisive victory for why these guys are right and anybody is wrong to criticize them? It drives me insane. Like this team deserves to be criticized. They're a 500 team right now, and this is a horrible loss here. And again, it's just going to pile on. And what's going to happen? They're going to come out the next game, play a complete game, get 30 assists. Um, and spread the ball around and get contributions from everybody. And Tice is going to, you know, be awesome. And Kemba's going to score 24 points. It's going to be like, see, they're great. But again, it's just, it's not sustainable. We're going to do this. Yeah. We're going to do this all season. Into all the season. And when, when they get eliminated in the second round, everyone will be like, well, th- this isn't a surprise. You know, they've been inconsistent all year. And we, <laughs> we all knew this was going to happen. And, it happens every season. It really, it really, really does. But this one's extremely frustrating because again, yeah, it's, and I, you know, I'm looking back on Friday, and that was another 40% three-point shooting night. Joe Sway has talked about this. When those shots fall, they look a little bit better. There's more balance, but there are things in that but game. That's what you tease me about it when I say the make miss league stuff. But I mean, how much of that comes down sure. to it? You know, it's they made their well, they, shots, and again tonight. 39 or today 40% from the field 27 from three they shoot you know that's it that's the ball game you've got Kemba going one from friggin 12 Kemba and Jalen combined go four of 22 from three you know when that happens you're not winning these games I don't remember the exact stat on the broadcast but they said something about the Celtics last nine wins have come when they've hit 12 three pointers or more. If they don't hit 12 or more three pointers, they haven't basically haven't won in, you know, they go into these time. massive droughts too. In this third quarter, they had another four minute one. We talked about that on Friday, the like three, four minute droughts that are, appear every single game. Yep. So that's another product of a jump shooting team. Y- you don't want to be completely reliant on that. And we know they don't have cutting outlets, they don't have secondary ball handlers like they've had in the past. That's what you you miss both of those things from Marcus Smart, frankly. And yeah. that's still the thing that looms over them is that missing piece right now. It feels like he's never gonna come back with how long it's been at this well, point. It's it's only gonna continue at the so they they have to see what they look like when he gets back. But I, I go back to you don't wanna say, oh, this is what we can be at our healthiest because you're almost certainly not going to be healthy come playoff time. We knew that, though. I mean, we knew how thin this was. 
Yeah. Somebody tweeted me uh, for Josh Hart had his, you know, fame, you know, best game of his career and said, is Josh Hart, uh, you know, an option or somebody on the radar? 501 Rocket on Twitter tweeted me. So shout out to that guy. Do you think he's somebody? Because the Pelicans have been in and out of, you know, trade rumors, obviously. Uh, he's a he's Celtics a free agent to whatever. be, I think. Right. Uh, he's going to be yeah, his deal. Yeah, you, you bring in that guy who played well against you and he's total ass when he gets here. Well, but you're not bringing him in just for today. He's a guy who can defend multiple positions, obviously. And I don't know. He's, he's got a shot. He's got a bit of a shot to him. I don't know. Again, by the way, the that's who Scal that... was, by the way, Jimmy, when you were like, you forgot about Scal on the Nets. That's what Scal was. Scal played well for the Nets against the Celtics and convinced. <laughs> and, and <laughs> Is the that Celtics what it was? Like, wow, look at this guy. He's pretty good. And he'd hit corner threes. And they were like, we want to get some, we need to get ourselves some of that Scal. And then he showed up and he was Scal. That's John, something we. Correct me if I'm wrong, and I would love to get into this more someday, but wasn't Scal like Danny Ainge? When Danny Ainge was into this thing called brain typing, I'm sure you've heard of it or have yeah. seen it. And I think Scal like knocked it out of the – was like a perfect match for brain typing or, or was one of the reasons why <laughs> you he can was see that now. Was something to do with brain typing. So I'd like to look into that more. I don't know if Ainge still uses that when he's thinking about you know bringing on players or, or what, but I just remember that being – something that I read about long, long time ago. We're going on. He, he, before. he loved himself some Scalabrini. When they brought him here, right. they didn't bring him in to be a towel waiver. They thought he was like a missing piece player. You know, people remember him for. Oh, I know. remember. Yeah. This is before, before yeah. KG. I mean, that was a big signing for them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Celtics history. I, I didn't know about the whole Jalen thing today. That blew my mind that Jalen wasn't a name before Jalen Rose. And now like, Jalen Suggs, Jalen Brown, Jalen, uh, whoever, like every, and I know a ton of Jalen's like personally too. And I, I just never imagined that was a thing that before Jalen Rose, there was never a Jalen in human history. I thought that was just like Rose waving a flag on the broadcast. Like, Oh, you know, I inspired I these guys. I want to check sources on that, but yeah, no, I looked that at Wikipedia. It's true. Oh, okay. Well, if it's on Wikipedia, then yeah, definitely. Huh. Interesting. <laughs> Nobody I can just edit that. that. So he, uh, his dad was James, I guess, and like his uncle was Leonard. So they combined James and Leonard into Jalen, and then that, I, that completely blew my mind. But anyway, um, hmm. this team, <laughs> yeah, anyway, it's, it's back to reality. It's tough to it's tough to gauge who they are. The the more positive, explosive side are these like depth, depth, awful looking losses because there is no middle ground with them really. Easier. I think it's becoming easier figure out who they are yeah because of the more losses within the last month or month and a half the thing jimmy mentioned earlier is the thing that worries me the most and it always kind of has is even at their best you know it's it seems like something that isn't i guess ultimately it would all feel different if they were winning games with defense which they're not they're winning games when shots go when shots go down and that's the the defense was pretty good on friday i mean that powered a lot of the offensive outlets but when this team when this team has look the this team, you know, for the last, you know, couple of years, it was successful. Again, it's always relied a little bit too much on the jump shot, but the hallmark was the defense. And you could kind of live with that and, you know, know that, you know, when you'd go cold, that would be bad offensively, but you could always, always stay in a game with your defense. But because this team's defense has been so inconsistent, now it makes the offensive issues so much more glaring. When Bobby, you're always saying like, Oh, that you know the offense has been fine. I disagree. I, I think they need more. I think defense is a matter of flipping a switch for the most part. You know, uh, 
and and offense is something where they they need more playmakers and more spacing and just more things that they don't have right now to be able to run a more efficient offense than what they're doing because they're so reliant on low percentage shots and it's just it's really hard to watch when it goes cold like it did in the second half here yeah they looked way too easy to defend you think of the personnel that new orleans has beyond the beyond the fact that they were 29th coming in in defense this was supposed to be an easy game to score and it was for a half but then uh, again you guys laughed at hard and it is worth laughing at a little bit almost because he's not that guy to just go out there and completely slow down tatum and Nikhil Alexander Walker and Lonzo Ball and Bledsoe, I know, is an okay defender, but it's just, it's not like Steven Adams was even out there holding down. That's the thing is, imagine what we'd be saying if they were, if they had one of those, you know, getting eaten alive by a real big, you know, like, you know, they they struggle against guys like that. Uh, This would have been a real rough one. They actually had it, and I think their path was a lot easier without Adams in this game tonight, and they, uh, and they, they didn't take advantage. Yeah, you don't know what to say. I guess we just keep throwing up TP names. Add add Hart to the list. <laughs> well, I mean Hart. I, I swear, I'm I'm convinced. Like Jimmy, I I I'm convinced. If they didn't mention his name on the broadcast as much as they did, we wouldn't be talking about him now. They just they planted him into our brain. Can we talk about? Thompson? He's always been. He, he's been a. He's been an. You know. He's always just been a name to me. He's never. I've never seen anybody. You know, hype him the way he was hyped today. But I mean, I. I Bobby did a good job of, I guess, you know, summing up his contributions today. He did make it difficult for Tatum. At, he just you know, played his ass off. Yeah. I mean, he was up on him honestly, at half John, court every time. Honestly, John, what I saw from Hart, even though I don't want to talk about him, played harder than half, you know, half, half the games I've watched the Celtics play this year. So if that's yeah. the type of guy they need to bring in to, to maybe set an example or set the tone here, then that's the type of guy they need to bring in. Bobby, I, I do want to say about Thompson. I want to get to Thompson in a minute, but I, that's a great point, Jimmy. The urgency of this team, the pace, the pace is way the down pace, this there's year. None. There's they no, they don't urgency. have pace. No pace. Yeah. Friday, and I don't want to point to Friday as like, oh, they figured it out and that kind of thing, as you mentioned, John, but they had a pace. They had a transition game. They had the defensive stop and rotations that they needed, pro- probably because of the fact that they lost so badly on Wednesday to the same team. Yeah. That, that helped them meet their potential. And you saw that potential of a team that could get out on the break, be more active around the rim. I thought they had a much better game protecting the rim. And that did spill over a little bit into this first half. I mean, they didn't give up an offensive rebound for a quarter and a half. Um, they were completely locked down on Zion. The paint was packed. They were protecting the rim. And then at some point, something just flips off and it's jump shot city and he, you're right, Jimmy, this does just appear to be a mental consistency focus kind of thing uh, beyond the personnel issues that we have. And that's what only, you know, exacerbates those kind of things when you have a, a personnel issue and then a mental issue on top of it. And you know what? For the people who have blasted Stevens, that does go back a little bit to the coaching. You know? Well, that's Not why, much- again, I think people are going to – every time you blow a lead, again, the it's going to be the coach that draws the heat. Um, and if you look in our chat, you know, today, that's clearly what's happening right now is Kemba's getting traded again. (laughs) Yeah. Right. I mean, but I mean, it's fair though. It's fair. 24 points with what was there? Like six minutes left in the third. I mean, can't allow it. That's hard to do. That's as bad as we've seen in recent years. We're not talking about the Lakers. Yeah. Yeah, We're not talking about the Lakers or the Clippers here. We're talking about an average 
an average Pelicans team that lost one of their shooters, by the way, in Redick. He wasn't even part of the, half that comeback. So, I mean, really, it is it is unexcusable, and it unfortunately isn't the first time or the second time or the third time. We've seen these guys going back to last season. Uh, you know, they've blown. They've had so many issues in the fourth quarter. So many issues. I mean. It's old hat. It's it's expected. I, don't, I honestly wonder if these players think it's like almost something well, that they're they're worried about. Let me here we go. Here we go again. Another fourth quarter that we're gonna blow. They might need a point guard. They do. They do. They do. They need somebody who can facilitate a little bit. This is again where it comes back to the Kemba Walker thing. In a vacuum, there's nothing wrong with Kemba Walker if that's the kind of player you want on your team. If you don't have other scorers and you need the offense to flow from that position, that's fine. That's not yeah. what this. That's not what this team needs. And so that's kind of the problem. You'd be better off with a guy who could. And again, this is where Smart again plays and you know plays well here because it's a it's a guy who can defend and who can distribute the ball his his playmaking is complete is totally missed right now and you end up a lot of iso ball and you get a lot of contested jumpers uh, i don't know what got into jalen at the beginning of this game he shot 11 times before someone else shot three so I, I maybe it was the only total 11 shots he got last game and he wanted to get it back but when you talk about late in the game execution jimmy um the when Tatum missed those two free throws, obviously he gets the ball. Pels have a foul. Pels have a foul to give, and you know that they can foul there uh, if you don't get a shot off quickly. I don't know if this was Stevens or this was Brad, but when you give a, the guy the ball 45 feet away from the basket and ISO him and get him to start dribbling, you are just right. handing the other team an opportunity to foul you away from the basket. That can't be the play you run in that situation. That's when a great it's, point. When the team has a foul to give, I couldn't believe that. That's such a bailout. You've got to work the ball. The guy who gets it's got to be able to catch and shoot. You can't start to dribble going sideways. Yeah, 40 you, feet have to, you have to scare them that they can be fouling right into the shot. So yeah. I, even if you want it in his hand, he's got to get that coming off a screen and maybe get one dribbling up. He can't start yeah. to set up a, a, and break down a guy. On, on that play, I, I I was screaming at that. And again, I don't know if that was the design or Tatum. It almost, yeah. Just it almost slow down, like but you got to know in that situation, this is that's the ball game. They're going to foul you. You can't, you're out of timeouts after this. You can't get that back. Yeah, you've been frustrated with those play calls all year in big moments. And <laughs> <laughs> like right back to opening night, the Tatum one that actually worked. Uh, so we've seen that. I talked a lot about like the movement and cutting and involvement of the other players off the ball. Neesmith in particular, who's getting more minutes now and probably needs to find drawn ways to get involved. So he's not just jacking up shots off the catch. There are coaching problems here. Let's be real. Right. It, it's not a fire Brad situation. I always have to throw that out there because that's what's floating in the chat. But he's not beyond criticism, and he well, has been involved. Brad, in... Jim. Bobby wants to fire Brad. <laughs> <laughs> no, at this point, you have to acknowledge what's going wrong from a coaching standpoint as well. This just doesn't look like a Celtics team from years past. The reason we love Stevens. This doesn't even look like a Stevens offense. And some of that's personnel, which is why I don't want to fire him because you got to fix the team first. But I'm just terrified that at what point, if they can't get the personnel they need, do they blame it on the coaching staff? Because it's just so easy to do that in this league. I think that would be a disaster, but I don't think they're beyond uh, criticism, certainly. No, no, that that one really, that one really irked yeah, me. Again, that's a good it, point, John. It was like yeah. Stevens wanted them to foul. Him, it, 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 it was that's so what it was. It was I, I was I, I couldn't believe that. So in between the the the, the Rob stuff and that again, I, I I thought that this and and just 
not stopping the bleeding. Again, it's you got a 24 point lead. You got a pretty big margin for error there to see uh, how stuff is going. If it's in the fourth quarter and you start to lose that lead, which has happened a few times, it happened against Atlanta. You got a 20 something lead whittled down to 14 or so, and there's six minutes left and you've got a group out there. You can kind of be like, we're going to win this one because we're going to run out the clock. But when you start to see that happen in the third quarter, you can adjust a lot of ways. You can't just stay with what you're doing and say, right. well, this is my rotation and then just ride it out. You got to figure something out. You got to adjust. I think double big hurt them there in that third. Uh, and then so that that was one thing is you lose a you lose a big lead like that. I think Brad has a lot of opportunities to stop the bleeding. And it's not just calling timeouts, just adjust to what's happening right there before it gets to where it got to the Rob thing and that thing late. Those are, those are three criticisms I have of uh, uh, in this game. Mm -hmm. uh, Jimmy, you were, I mean, uh, Bobby, you were smiling. I'm just, I'm just watching the chat float by. I'm amused. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting caught. Normally I have it off, but I'm just, today's the one of those. It days must be really bad. It. John's not putting a lot up. It must be really bad. It's not, right? but you know what? It's the same stuff. It's a lot of, you know, uh, Kemba sucks, Brad sucks. But I mean, I think a lot of people here are, are kind of jiving with a lot of our points here. The stagnation on the offense, you know, um, you know, and again, Jimmy, you and I, you know, Crouching Tiger here puts up this point. You and I were ready to go in on this before he made those last two shots in overtime. I thought Tatum did start. While he was dependable for a while, he does get into those situations where he really kills the offense. Uh, with these isolations and taking contested shots that the team is, I don't care if you're Jason Tatum, the other team wants you to do that. The, right. the Pelicans want Jason Tatum to take as many contested twos as possible. It's it's almost the equivalent of when you have a crap, you're going to let Russell Westbrook take an open three. You want Jason Tatum to take contested twos all game fallaways. If, if, if you can, if, if that's no. what he's doing, you'll live with it because he's only going to make 38 to 39% of them. And that's fine. You'll take that trade every single time. It's almost like they're baiting him a little bit. Like, yeah, yeah. come on in. Come inside the three-point line. But Jason Tatum, he doesn't finish the drive. He'll stop. He'll step back. He'll fade away. And then I, I believe he had an offensive foul today when he had John's guy, Neesmith, standing in the corner <laughs> wide open. I'm pretty sure Tatum looked directly in his eyes and said no and decided to, you know, force it to the hoop where he got called for an offensive foul. So, yeah, I was, I was a little perturbed by some of his decision-making and shot um, selection. And again, the offense just looks gross. It looks gross. Yeah, it does. Yeah, like why can't Tatum ever get off the ball? Is it the personnel, the fact that they don't have point guards to make the ball pop, as Steven says? That's why they like Pritchard so much early in the year because the ball popped and moved. Other yes. guys got to the middle off cuts. So maybe they're not playing Pritchard enough either, but I've noticed definitely within the last three weeks. His, yeah, Jason his, takes – too long, Bobby. To say, when he gets into those moments, he takes so long to set up his defender. It just halts everything, and it's just yeah. an absolute killer on the offense. He's much better when he's decisive. He, if he does get the ball, he's got to do something with it quick, or it's got to move. You know, and it just doesn't. Too many times, it doesn't. It just dies with him. Yeah, we had that conversation on Friday too about Tatum and Brown as lead ball handlers on the team and the limitations of that. And we're seeing it now in yep. a loss more specifically, uh, more profoundly. You see those issues and the stoppage of the ball on those two. Yep. And I give Brown a little more credence because he's in year one of this. But and he's Tate, aggressive. He at least but, goes to the – he tries to go to the basket a bit. Um, yeah, he yeah. had nine assists today. You know? Yeah, and he had nine assists, yep. So, overall, I think it was a strong performance from him, especially in the first half. But Tatum, now you know, we're talking two years of this being his offense on the ball. So it needs to be better. There needs to be 
uh, fewer miscues, turnovers, that kind of stuff. It's got to be a little more smooth because, you know, we can funnel more minutes toward Pritchard. You can uh, bring in another point guard. But ideally, come playoff time, this is the formula they're going to follow. Tatum on the ball almost all game because of the gravity that draws. So he needs to evolve to another level in that role. Uh, Brown as well because, you know, I, I floated around the idea last week of a Collins trade. And the part I didn't get deep enough into with that is a guy we talked about over the offseason, Rajon Rondo, yeah. you know, who is basically a no-show in Atlanta right now. His back's been hurt, and he's just kind of out of the fold. Signed for two years, cheap money. I don't know how much he has left as a player, but as a voice, as a facilitator, as a ball mover, uh, he was a huge part of that Lakers championship last year, probably taking a little break off the short turnaround off that. I mean, that's another reason I really like the idea of that trade. And again, the one I floated out there sent Marcus Smart out, who is a guy that gets the ball popping, who, you know, is a shot maker, who's way younger than Rondo, has a lot more to give, defense, all that stuff. Um, but I guess they're just going to be patient now, see what Smart has left to offer in that role. But I think that's a possible idea, um, along with Collins, who I advocated heavily for. Yep. So just one idea, but they definitely need a point guard trade, now. Bob. I don't hate that trade. I think it actually makes sense. For both, for both teams. I mean, yeah, both I mean, sides smile there walking give away. It to, give it to me one more time. Rondo and Collins for Marcus Smart. No picks, just even even swap. I mean, you might need to you might need to you might need to tweak it a little bit. Maybe there are picks involved, but players the players make sense to me because if you're the Hawks, you probably like the idea of of Marcus Smart and Trey Young. You know, back you know the tandem there because what mm -hmm. Trey Young and Marcus Smart give you are almost like polar opposites at, at points, right? I mean, obviously Smart's still going to hoist threes like Trey Young, but Trey Young will actually hit them. So maybe Marcus I don't know what Rondo has left, though. That's my big question. Well, like, Rondo, if he's just going to sit on the bench. He gives you leadership. He gives you a guy that can – he's very smart. He's a smart basketball player. I think he's going to be a future coach for sure. But you're right. Um, you know, in terms of production, I mean, this could be another – almost like a Teague. He's not like Teague, but it could be a situation where people – don't want to see him out there in place of, you know, somebody else. So I think he, what he gives you is more of like that value of like a player coach type of a thing. So I don't know if losing smart is the idea there, but and again, and Collins, Collins is the talent that you're getting back. You Rondo get the feeling like smart's got to go at some point if you're going to upgrade elsewhere, you know, well, he's the only one who can. Eventually, though, it's right. It seems like there's no way he can be part of the future. So if you can get return on him, it might hurt. It might hurt you. Um, but it, but it if it's a ticket to, to something home. that's going to help you down the line, because it doesn't seem like that's going to be, I, I, you know, uh, a guy. There's two things there. He's hurt right now. It's going to take him a little while to get back to full strength. I, we just saw with OG and Anobi, who's not playing back to backs yet and missed uh, ten games originally with a calf tear. It, it takes. Well over a month, it appears, to get back to full strength. So uh, Stevens announced today we're not going to see him till after the break. Yeah. After next season, he's a free agent. So that's why I floated that out there. I Again, think that I'm, trade hurts you more than it helps you, Bobby. Yeah. The thing is, I'm, do you want Collins? That's what it comes down. They're not going to make that it trade. It does. But, so, yeah, you're right, Jimmy. I guess that's the point of that one would be you would do that if you thought you were going to sign Collins long term. Yeah, yeah, you trade one year for five years or whatever it would be, four or five years. So, Easy, yeah. I mean, you would do that, but again, I don't. I just don't know if they're. I don't know what they think of Collins. So, it depends. Depends on which game you watched last week, I guess. 
my big question there is what's Rondo have left? Because we haven't seen it in Atlanta. It's just been the bum back and him for sitting down. For a team with spacing spacing issues and can't shoot right now, I just don't know. I just don't want I don't know. What Rondo's value is that he's a killer and he can give these guys maybe a little kick in their ass and he can give them some. So can smart. Agree, but okay. Well, why isn't he then? I don't know. He's still He's on the team. <laughs> yeah, and so team. I don't understand this because again, we were talking about it um, when he got hurt. Um, that uh, you know, two to three seemed ridiculously optimistic, and the report now today he's out till after the All Star break. Um, I mean, yeah, this was a, this was a significant injury i mean this like i said this felt like a six to eight week not a two to three so uh they they got to live with this for a little bit longer yeah last he talked he said he was at 40 percent. yeah so <laughs> it's gonna be some time well after the all-star well, break celtics and... rarely rarely do they tell you exactly what's going on i mean imagine so that night we were in agony <laughs> because we were thinking worst case scenario imagine if it did go in that direction so then he's gone no hope of coming back for like a full calendar year and then no trade value. I mean, that would have been the final bullet in the, the Celtics experiment, experiment probably. So, I mean, a lot of people don't want to see him go, but just think of how close he was to being completely out of the picture here for yeah. the foreseeable future. So, okay. So what moving off this game, cause this was frustrating as hell. When is, when I was all, just going to say that. When is the all-star uh, stuff coming out? Um, like the, the, the reserves. Reserve. I'm guessing it'd be the midweek this week, right? Because it's like two weeks away. It can't be too far away. Yeah. So I, I'm gonna. This is my my heel turn of of many on this show, but I'm gonna say it right now. I desperately want Jason Tatum to not make the All Star team. In fact, I would love it if they both didn't make it, but they they both probably will. But wait, wait, wait. wait. What do you mean? They, why? First of all, Jalen Brown's obviously gonna make the team. I, I want. Why, why, why don't you want them to make it? Uh, Tuesday. Tuesday's an announcement. I don't want – I don't want – I want – You think they don't deserve to? I want hungry. I want angry. I want to go get it. I don't want the we're in the awesome players club thing with these guys uh, this early in their in their. I don't want – I want to – I want to see something more. I want to I want to light a fire under Tatum. I hope he gets snubbed. Honestly, Brown is a shoe-in, but I said this a couple weeks ago. Tatum, if Tatum didn't make the All-Star game, I wouldn't be completely stunned. I would be surprised. I think he's played well enough to be on the team, and he's obviously a stud. But he did miss some time. The Celtics are kind of floundering here a little bit. And it's up to the coaches, right? I mean, it, you know. They, Doc Rivers, baby. I think he makes the team. So, But I understand what John's saying, too, is like these guys, honestly, the way the way things are going right now, they don't, they don't deserve to have a fun weekend. Uh, right now they should be either resting or working and practicing and figuring out what the hell's going on that's my old <laughs> that's like a boomer that's like a boomer take right there <laughs> what the hell, what's wrong with this team <laughs> yeah to throw it back to last weekend but 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 brown for sure he he definitely i mean you could make the case you no could make I the case that he should start but yeah i'm fine with him just you know being on the team and, and all that stuff but again so, I think it's stupid that they're even having the game with everything going on right now, cramming games in, COVID, everything going on. Can we just have these guys rest a little bit? Can they get some freaking rest? Yeah, that's absurd. And now you're seeing like the club events roll out for that week, even though the mayor said don't come here. There's still like every club's having their big all-star <laughs> event. 
Um, I'm looking at the list of guys here. It's tough to imagine Tatum getting snubbed. I know Randall's been better than him. Um, you know, Middleton and him have probably been equal class as, as, as they've been. And there's no way Middleton would snub Tatum out, right? I can't think of another guy in terms of forwards in the East who would uh, outdo Tatum there. The East just... Sabonis? Sabonis. Can you see Sabonis? I mean... Guy. Tatum is, could, is, Tatum is Doc could, Rivers going to pick Sabonis over Tatum? Tatum could easily be left off this team. I don't think Brown can. For Sabonis? Brown will not be left off the team. Let's stop talking about that. I think it's possible. <laughs> it's not possible. Brown is not going to be left off the team. No, no way. I mean, he was media voted like top five. Well, yeah, that's, that's five guards. <laughs> no, top Brown, five, Brown, period. Okay, how about this? Brown or Tatum, if you had to pick one, it's Brown, right? Oh, yeah. He was the fifth guard. He was sorry. Second. Well, they're being classified differently. That's weird. He was too. the fifth guard among players. That's. that's I thought he was top that, five in the right. voting he period. The, 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 the players like, voted him as the fifth best guard in the East. That means there's there's guys in front of him who could make it. Well, that's oh. why Irving ended up starting. So yeah, you also thinking of Ben Simmons. Simmons Van Vliet. Yeah, I I don't think Van Fleet will make it, but Jeremy Van Grant Fleet. could. So Jeremy Van, Grant's I would a real threat. Trey Young and Simmons are bubble stars right now. Trey so Young's got to make it. Yeah, you think so? Yeah, in Atlanta, I, I, he's got to. I like. Yeah, that's a really good point in Atlanta. But I like. I think Van Fleet, the way he sort of uh, put the Raptors on his back here a little bit, turned the season around. I think he would be a great dark horse. Like. Guy to, to make the all star game. Look at it this way you're going to take, I mean, look, at the end of the day, you've got, uh, you know, I mean, you've got what? One, you've got seven reserve spots, right? It's just yep. 12, you know? Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, from a forward percentage, I, I think Randall, you got Randall, you got Randall's Middleton. a lock. Randall's a lock. Middleton, uh, I think uh, Zach Levine makes it. I think Van Fleet makes it. I think Harden makes it. Tatum and Brown certainly, I think, are are leading the charge to make it. But you can make a case for uh, Trey Young. Bam isn't on. Bam out of bio. Ben Bam. Simmons, Sabonis, Jeremy Grant. Are you telling me it would be shocking if a couple of those guys snuck in past them? Uh, I wouldn't be shocked. The star power is the thing there. I would be shocked if Jalen Brown, who, by the way, is an Atlanta native, didn't make the team. Yeah, already, he feels like a lock. I, I, I put him over Van Vliet. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked. I wouldn't be shocked if Tatum didn't make it. And I and I'm kind of with Jonathan. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be upset. I think it would light a little bit of a fire because maybe there are some games where Tatum says, you know what? Maybe if I didn't put a little bit more effort in, or didn't coast here, or got back on defense here, or didn't complain to the referees so damn much on the opposite end of the court, maybe I'm in the game this weekend. So I I don't know how it's going to shake out. There are a lot of guys deserving of, of a nod, so it's it's a tough decision. I heard that Bobby, not Jimmy, voted hard in over both Tatum and Brown based on yeah, for sure. I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt that. A little media vote. Don't give I'm Bobby so a media vote. He's gonna vote all defense team. <laughs> it'd just be it would be Tice versus the West. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, Tice wasn't as good tonight. I'll I'll give it to you. Uh I, I I think Young's a lock. I think Harden's a lock, and Harden's the one who screwed this whole thing up. Then it comes down. Yeah, you're right. And then it comes down to Brown Simmons. I think at that last guard Simmons spot. Simmons is playing well recently, but I think it's it's Jalen Brown over over the course of this 
season so far. For me, I would take over Simmons. But Simmons yeah, could has you really see, come on. Could you see Van Fleet getting in over Brown too? Like I feel like Brown just has more star power. The Atlanta connection you talk about there. Uh, I don't Fleet know. Is, it, is his his star power is on the rise. I'm telling you, like the way he's played recently, people are starting to take notice. Yeah, but again, well, I, I, I did find it telling that the media voted Brown number two, and the and the players voted him five. So the players are looking around, thinking Trey Young's got Trey, Trey Young's got more skills well, than this who, guy. Who was three and four? Because I know Kyrie Kyrie was two. I forget now. Um, uh, hold on. Oh, Harden, right? Yeah, Harden three. Yeah, see, the Harden yeah. thing throws a wrench in this whole freaking thing because you got to think what Harden did. To me, doesn't make doesn't. I don't want to see Harden, you know, benefit from the way he went about doing this. But you can't argue the way he's played, so it's a tough. I think Kyrie. I get the whole Kyrie starting thing because of the vote and the popularity and all that. But he would have been a guy if we were just looking at merit, who would have been a borderline candidate with the amount of time he missed. Ooh. And now he's the shoe in Kyrie. Kyrie. Kyrie, yeah, I mean, Kyrie again. Kyrie on the right. play. The player rank for guards was Beal one, Kyrie two, and Kyrie got four on the medium ranking, and uh, and Brown was the fifth. Like I said, Brown was the fifth guard. Who was three and four? Uh, Harden, and then um, and then I think Trey Young. Okay. Trae oh, Young I, and Zach Levine, you can't ignore either. Still oh, you can. Awesome. He's absolutely in. Yeah, he's a lock. Could be interesting. Be very, very interesting. Yeah. So wait. So yeah, right. I mean, what so we wait, get back to here is there's a real chance both could team? miss it. Rivers picks the whole team. Yeah, and no. his staff. Really? I thought it was a top team in the East. Collective vote for some reason. I'm not thinking. I guess. But no, that's, that's for the start. That's for the starters. The starters. Gotcha. Okay. Wow. That yeah. That that is a. I wonder if Brad Stevens will be. Uh, Pitching his guy, I'm sure. I'm sure all the coaches do that, right? They they send their pitches on, on why their guy should should be on the uh, on the team, unless Brad doesn't want them to be on the team. Let's see. That'll be another thing that Brad needs to do to save his job. Get them in with this handwritten note. <laughs> well, at least we're not going to have 75 minutes for uh, Kemba. That was the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Yeah, not great that? looking back on it. Isn't oh, that amazing? Yeah. Like in one calendar year, he went from lock all star, no discussion to. Not even in the picture. Well, That's just unbelievable hurt. looking back on it. Which does bring me to uh, that Terry Roger game winner last night. Stacking up oh, 20 no, point Levine performances. Trey Young was sixth on the guard. Yeah, okay. That's what I thought. Trae and again, Young, it, would it be sh- for, for real? Would it be shocking if you look at the guards for Jalen? Everyone thinks he's such a lock. Beal, Irving, Harden, Zach Levine, Trey Young. Are five guards okay? Irving and Beal are already in. Would it be shocking if Harden, Levine, and Trey Young made it over Brown? Absolutely not. I think Brown makes it, but it wouldn't be shocking. And that's not even counting Van Vliet so and Simmons. It's a stacked position. If and those it's also so bizarre to me that he's in as a guard. Yeah. I, I, it, you know, that's stupid. He, he should be in question. the. Oh, and Simmons is a guard too, which is kind of ridiculous. I know. Doc, Doc can Doc can take whoever he wants. He doesn't have to take a certain amount of guards and a certain amount of forwards. <sighs> you know, we forgot. If Doc's picking, doesn't that mean Harris and Simmons are in? No, Harris isn't going to make it the team. Well, at least Simmons. That's a good point, though. You would think Simmons gets it because he's he's mentally weak and Doc has to put him in there or else he'll break his brain. So I think Simmons will make it. I'd be shocked if he doesn't. Shocked. 
if he doesn't make it. And he's got to really think about Harris, too. I mean, I know no, it would be Harris a tougher sell, but that would be Harris a tough will not make the team. There was one year, I think Mike Milbury, we were switching to hockey, picked Chris Nyland as an, as, as an all-star, uh, and the world lost its mind. He was just basically <laughs> some, some goon that he thought, you know, let's give him a shot. Just in case, yeah. You can't play that. No, it's just like you can't you you can't uh you, you can't I, do that. Um, I think Doc will No, it's will. a it's a full coach's vote actually. All right. So so it's not Thank all you. Doc. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so it we won't get a Simmons hire shoe in. The last ten minutes of us thinking that Doc was had all the power here. Yeah, um, all the coaches vote. Okay. That makes so much more freaking sense. Yeah, then we would have had a Simmons Harris team. Uh, but yeah, so yeah Harris is out. back to the original Simmons point. Probably out. They both could miss. They both could. I don't and see. I, you know what's actually interesting? Come back mad. It, now the way we pictured it now, actually, Brown probably has a better right? chance of missing it than Tatum. No, it's really tough, right? Because Th- Tatum is more of a shoe in as a star name, and his position's a little easier. It wouldn't be shocking, you know. That's why I was saying I was kind of making fun of people like, oh, my God, the injustice and disrespect of the Celtics, you know, fifth in the voting. I'm like, that's a really good position grouping there. You know, the winning matters, too, and they're 500. Yeah, and right. Well, if you see guys right, right, the, the winning does – I mean, it's not going to help uh, Zach Levine's cause, and obviously it's it didn't help Brandon the Hawks. Yeah, uh, it's not going to – and. uh and Trey well, Young. B- yeah. I just B- want was- I just want I just want him motivated. I I, I you, wouldn't hate it. I wouldn't hate you it. You just want to you just want to let Celtics fans know that there's a real chance that these two guys or at least one of these two guys may not be heading to Atlanta for the All-Star game. When no, when people drift off into automatic superstar land, I don't like the direction that that goes. You know, that's where you get colluding, right. forming super teams and this and that. You want your guys to stay a little bit humble, have them fight for it. As soon as you get like that free pass, you know, $200 pass go to the All-Star game every year and then you go there and you hang out with everybody, then you're not then when you right. see these guys, you're shaking hands at midcourt, and then you're laughing after losses. I hate that. Uh, I hate the buddy-buddy thing. And when you're in that club, then you're there forever, and it's all you care about. That becomes the thing in the NBA. It's like, who's in the club? Right. If those guys can stay out of it a little, I want I want the accolades. I would much rather they get voted like all AP, you know, all first team at the end of the year, second team at the end of the year, than, than sure. get into that all-star rotation where they're just going and they're buddies and all of that stuff. Be the outliers. Be the guys who are hungry, who don't give a crap about that stuff. Well, I hope that is the case, but they don't look hungry right now, at least the la- at least recently. I mean, J- Jalen Brown says and do- and has all the right intentions, I think, but you just don't see it translate. You're not seeing it translate the way you want it to on the basketball court right now. So I would be interested. I mean, if these guys, sh- to answer your question, or to piggyback what you said, John, these guys should already be angry. It shouldn't even matter if yes. they become all-stars. That's angry. the problem. Yeah, be angry. They should be angry already, and that should be the cherry on top if they don't make the All-Star team. But maybe they honestly, are, maybe they're not. I they have nobody to blame but themselves if that's the case because the way the season started off, everyone was like, wow, these two guys are coming out gangbusters, and Jalen Brown is playing like you know a top five or ten player in the NBA right now. And obviously that was going to slow down a little bit. Nobody expected it to remain at that clip. But there's no reason for the, for this Celtics team to be you know 500. And the fact that they are – allows us to have this conversation on whether or not these two guys will be in the all-star game. Yeah. yeah that's, the, guess, that's the biggest role in it. We wouldn't be having, 
it, we wouldn't be having any discussion at all if they were where they need to be as a team record wise. I no, think but, the I think the uh, results and stats and standing in the league would speak for itself, and they'd just have a shoe in. So it is more of a real possibility because of where the team is at. That's that's a hundred percent true. So. I never care all that much about the all-star stuff. I'm more of an all-NBA guy at the end of the year, too. So yeah. if they if they missed it, I wouldn't be freaking out. Even though I think Brown, in particular, has had such a hot start. A deserved top five fit in this whole picture. I know as the media voted as a whole, for him to be outright snubbed, I think would even be less deserving than Tatum uh, of a snub. So yeah. the fact that he's in a better position probably to be snubbed isn't right to me. You know, I think the Kyrie dynamic screws all that up a little bit. That irks me how there's always kind of that one shoe in starter who maybe doesn't deserve to make the game as a whole. Right. We were supposed you know, to we eliminate saw, that. We saw it with Kobe and Wade, remember? And those kind of things during Carmelo. those years. Dirk. Dirk made it. Yeah. Taco yeah. Falls in the top ten of vote. <laughs> yeah, if he if he actually had more of a case, he'd be in the game. Yeah. Well, we're we're approaching the hour mark. We promised to get on. Jimmy out of here. So Jimmy, no, go ahead and make, make your final Hold point. We'll move on here. Well, no, it's not like a final point. It's just we haven't met one guard we didn't mention that I know Bobby wanted to talk about. Terry Roger. Yes. Take Go ahead, Bobby. You, got, you have the floor. It's it's like a fun hypothetical. You know, I threw out a trade earlier, and now that we're talking to Kemba's decline and the deterioration of his knee, they had a chance as a team, two big inflection points, uh, to keep an extra Brooklyn pick, which I'm glad. I think we all agree it was a good thing they didn't do. Even the Kyrie thing, it didn't go the way it was supposed to. You probably still go back and do that deal, given what they gave up there. Colin Sexton's been good, but I think the Kyrie experiment was worth it. Terry Roger, that's a legit second guess, given but how it's amazing how well he's shooting in the two years since he left here. You could not have had a worse fifty percent from the field this year is crazy. Fifty from the field for a guard, forty six from three. It's unreal. Did you yeah. guys see the highlights from last night's game? It wasn't yeah. just a game winner. He had twenty points in the fourth quarter, and for, with that being the capper, I mean, yeah. I watched every single shot he hit in that fourth quarter, and they were unbelievable. The unbelievable this Charlotte team. Led by Rozier and your and your buddy Gordon and hand up another apology that I that I won't make because I never sat on the show but I did not believe in uh, Lamelo Ball I did not believe in that me neither was not but like smoke and mirrors but he is playing his freaking heart out and, and he is a you know I mean he's gonna be rookie of the year I think or right up there um, you know Wiseman and him and whoever else but um, that team's fun and Rozier all credit to him man he knew he was he knew that he was going to have a better opportunity on another team. And he, he, he bettered himself too, much like a lot of these players do. And, and he is totally dominating right now. I mean, really, he, I mean, he, we're not even talking about him in the all-star game, but I mean, he's just about as fun as they come to watch. I mean, he should probably get a little bit more discussion. I know he's not going to, but he's approaching that territory. Yeah, it's so interesting to think about how it would have progressed if he stayed here. Because wasn't the thinking of keeping him around as all the other guards were in the fold there that he's going to be the Kyrie insurance? It was selling so Kyrie... out on Kyrie. It was just that ridiculous pipe dream, this this stupid Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving pair up pipe dream that paralyzed our paralyzed their thinking for those two years. It just paralyzed. Yeah. 
It, it was all about that. They didn't make a single move in 19. That was the end game was we got to hold on to everything because we're going to put it all into one big trade offer. And this is going to be the last thing we do. And it didn't friggin' happen. And you let, you you know, all of it just go to crap there. That was the problem. AD was like, AD was like, yo, Kyrie, what do you think? And Kyrie's like, yo, I'm out, man. Don't come here. <laughs> That was that's what that's that killed them. Just paralysis over this pipe dream that Anthony Davis was going to be a Celtic. We saw yeah. this Roger too during that eighteen run, and he still gets so much flack for the result in the end of falling short of the finals. But he did so much to get there, and his game six yeah. gets forgotten against Cleveland in the East Finals, where he the offense was completely stagnant all game long, and he was just hitting pull up after pull up. I think he had 26 or 28 in that game, and they were pretty close to taking the series in Cleveland in that game six. He had a bad game seven that sticks in people's minds more. But I look back at his years here. You know, they were consistently a 104 to 108 defensive rating with him on the floor. He was a sound defender at that point guard spot, a dribble hand, uh, you know, dribble facilitator. I think the issue with him here now, if he was instead of Kemba, is that he's limited as a playmaker too. He's for not others. a playmaker at all. He would drive us crazy. Right now yeah. he's shooting better than Kemba, but you're asking for the same thing. You're right. He defends better, Bobby. This Terry Rozier is not the type of player you want on this offense either because it's another guy who's just going to be taking shots away and you know doing his own thing. Too much too many individual players right now. That's the problem. Taking yeah. shots away from guys who are shots. Yeah. My final assessment on it, though, I think Kemba was worth it for that first year because I think they could have won a championship with that core. Kyrie. Roger kind of in yeah. Kemba's place there year one, but year Kyrie. two through four. Oh, you mean last year? Yeah. Okay, yeah. So year two through four, though, when we talk about Kemba's health, it's almost a no-brainer that you'd swap out Kemba now for Roger. No brainer. Now you buy oh, yeah. at that point. Not a, here's the thing: the reason I don't like the revisionist history on the Celtics stuff is because um, there's not a single person that thought the Kyrie trade was a bad trade bringing him here. Jimmy, you were actually moderately skeptical, more so than most people, just because you knew what kind of a weirdo he was. And I do think that was underplayed in the early days of Kyrie. It's such common knowledge now. Everyone I talk to and people I know in Cleveland who covered I didn't like they never made the playoffs. I have no idea what this guy's like. He's got, he listens to everything. He gets really weird. He's got an entourage that tells him what everybody says. He freezes people out. He's got the thinnest skin. He's a total cool. Like he is not going to survive in Boston. That was the vibe, like coming in. And think of it like that. It was like, oh, he's a little quirky, but everyone was like, no, <laughs> he's nuts. Like he's absolutely nuts, and he's going to lose his mind in Boston. And it, you know, we heard that, but it wasn't talked about enough. But nobody wanted to not do that at the time, and nobody thought Rozier was a keeper after his last year here in Boston. It made sense that he was going to move on. The knock on it was that Ain't should have done something about it earlier and gotten something for him, and he never did. So letting he was an underrated part of that nineteen disaster too, because he wasn't happy about being on and the he bench and, to every time he got out there. Yeah, whenever he well, came off the he, bench, he had a bad game. It, it was looked awful. like it looked like him and. It looked like Rozier and Kyrie were not really buddies either. I mean, even Kyrie, didn't Kyrie allude to the fact like there was like competition going on between the two? Like in one of his weird press conferences he, he had, he, yeah. So it, it 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 just felt like Rozier. Everyone kind of knew Rozier was was gone, and maybe maybe we were all too quick to just accept it because you know he's doing his thing, and and the Celtics are struggling to score at points now. And and yeah, I know what you're saying what you're saying, John is. If he was in the Celtics, he would drive everybody crazy because he would take shots away from Jalen and Jason. Well, it's like, 
All right, well, be ready to be ready to completely ride or die with those two guys. If you're if you're because you're now like letting good players go because you're all in on these two guys. So they better be the two guys because a lot of players are coming and going and they're staying. A lot of really good players. So yeah, I guess we'll I find say, out. I say we tank for Trevor Lawrence. What do you say? <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, Bill. Bill won't. Maybe Brad will. <laughs> do it, Brad. Uh, all right, let's wrap, season, let's wrap it up. When's our next one? Uh, so Tuesday. there was questions on if it was going to happen because of the Texas situation, but it looks like the uh, Mavericks going to play the Grizzlies tomorrow. So like Mavericks Celtics, yeah, Mavericks Celtics is probably on for Tuesday. They can play outside now. Yeah, they're fine. Yeah, yeah. All they right, had a couple uh, games postponed though. Yeah, they did. All right, right. want to tell you Marigold Medical here, uh, MarigoldMedical.com. It's going to be ugly if they don't defend. Bobby, I'm doing my read, buddy. <laughs> doing my ads here. Let me um, get through this. Marigoldmedical.com or 978-537-0555. If you got something ailing you, uh, call these guys. You get a free consult. If you tell them Cedric Maxwell sent you, it's stem cell therapy. Uh, their their goal here is to make you better long-term. This is not a quick-fix solution. Uh, as we said, Cedric Maxwell went there. Got a shot in his knee, life-changing experience for him. So as we said, uh, go to the website there as you see it on the screen or call 978-537-0555. Uh, is it Tuesday, guys? Yeah. Yeah, 7.30, Tuesday, Luca and company. Tuesday, 7.30. Then I'm off for a couple. We'll see you guys. It's Tuesday, Ooh. Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The crowd. We'll get Nick. The crowd's going to miss you. Yeah, we'll get we'll – get, Boomer we'll, Rage uh, taking over your spot? Uh, yeah, we'll get some boomer rage, full scale boomer rage on uh, Wednesday and Friday. We think. Wow. Okay, yeah. that's the second night of a Wednesday's the second night of a back to back, so we could be full boomer rage that night. Full boomer rage. Who's Wednesday? Ooh, Wednesday is drum roll, please. Pacers. Oh, our good oh, friend Hawks again. Hawks again. <laughs> Great. <laughs> it's a I'm big cycle with this team. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna have another um, meltdown a week later on Wednesday. We talked about it. We talked about it briefly. Happy with the Neesmith stuff. I'm hoping we see more of it. Uh, one of these days, Rob Williams is gonna start, and we're all gonna be happy. Um, and, but we'll, we'll see if that happens. Uh, to everyone watching, thank you again. Subscribe to our YouTube channels, uh, and you'll get notified, Jimmy. Yeah. No, I was just waving by and saying thanks. Yep. Yeah. Um, please do so. Uh, tell your friends. We like having you. We had a. a you know, up around a thousand in here tonight, all, you know, uh, at various times, which is great. Um, but we want that number to grow. So we want you guys to keep coming, tell people about it, join the show, join the stream. We love you in the chats. Even if you're trolling us totally fine. I know we, I know you guys miss Joe Sway. We miss him too. Last second situation. It's not a Wi-Fi emergency. It's not a health emergency. <laughs> he just, he had other obligations and Joe Sway, is, Joe Sway <laughs> is indeed the goat. Um, so he'll be back, uh, next week as well. So we'll see you guys. Uh, where are my wreath, my white wreath? I'm in the office right now. I got plants. This is the, the office, the home office, huh? This is I got the, the Horford Jersey. That's a popular choice for TPE right now. This is the so home that could office. Be, that could be put back in the use. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And that's a, yeah. Joe Sway got two texts and we tossed him. Um, and that's it. We will wrap it up. I uh, think <laughs> JJ yeah. Reddick getting ejected. We didn't even talk about that. What a, what a goofy thing. That was, we did a little with the refs being whatever, but 